This is a homebrew podcast. Uh, hey everybody, what's going on? We're getting ready for movie night? Grendel, unfortunately there will be no movie night. No? No, this is an intervention, Grendel. Uh, but I don't even, like, do drugs or anything. That's like Oliver's thing, or Goy's thing, lately. One time. No. (laughs) It's about collecting crewmates, Grundle. It's been getting out of hand. We've all been affected in various ways, and we all have something prepared to talk to you about. Um, Oliver, would you like to take the floor? Yeah, uh... Grundle, your chronic crew collecting has affected me... In the following negative ways. Some of your crew members like to sleep under my bed and mess with my arms at night. Others steal hairs off of my head. One time, I found one in the trash can just hanging out. It's really starting to bother me and make me angry. I hope that you will agree today to find help and stop collecting all these... Weirdos. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Oliver. It means a lot to all of us. Girl, I have too many crewmates out there. And now I feel ridiculous for only having this little paper. Grendel, since you started picking up crewmates, the food bill has gone up. Kellen hates <laughs> it. That is all. Thank you, Nivitz. See, Grendel, your friends are affected by how many crewmates you bring on to here and... It's starting to become a problem. So, like, what do you want me to do about it? You gotta get rid of one. Let's start with one. Ugh, how could I even pick one? Well, what's the latest one that you picked up? Spastastic? Well, Spastastic may, uh, uh, may be at risk for the rules of seniority, right? Like, do, do we need Spastastic? That is bullshit! He's a valuable member of the crew, and you know it! Grundle, you just met them. It's been, like, not that long, right? Ten minutes. Someone else! Okay, who who else do you propose? What about Nivets? <laughs> Wait, what? what? But we can't get rid of Nivets. I'm down for getting rid of Nivets, too. Fuck you, Oliver! <laughs> Why not? There's two of them here for this meeting. That's redundancy! I was wondering why this seat was so lumpy. Anyways, welcome to the cruise, Pastastic. Let me show you their quarters. We're right under Oliver's bed. <laughs> welcome back to the homebrew. I'm the real Lord of Exile, Grant Milky, and I'm proud to be here with Austin Brady. Gray, concerned. Cody Smith. Dragon Slayer Grundle. John Cayley. Nivitz Posu. Hmm. And Tyrell Nye. Heavy Arms Oliver, Righteous Retribution, and Tavian, Righteousness Reborn. Previously on The Homebrew, the crew finished their epic battle with the Lord of Gluttony and left the god's power unattended atop the Flesh Castle, breaking a second cycle on a second layer on their descent into exile. On Greed, they found a magnificent mansion spell with a scholar, Phineas Alistar Laith, who traded them shelter, food, and comfort for their tail, and offered them a variety of forms of assistance. The plane shift spell, his knowledge, and he even offered to clone them while they confronted the Tiamat Collective, warning them that they were a very dangerous foe. One little bit of addition, Phineas would also give you a component that you needed, Nivets, for the spell to work. So you need an item that's attuned to the plane you're shifting to. And he would provide that to you, just so if it comes up, you do have that. Okay, okay, that's good. Well, thank you. Oh, of course. It would be quite unfortunate if you left and had no way of getting back and couldn't actually use the spell because of the component. I'm glad we covered that. Right, right, we would have been stuck here and probably been blaming you for getting our hopes up and then maybe violence might have happened, not in the upper layer. But that didn't happen. So, um, yeah, you guys have spoken briefly we did 
have to kind of call it mid-conversation. So if you have any other questions for Phineas, feel free. The last thing you asked him was about the door. And we rolled a little bit there to see, because there was a narrow opportunity he was familiar with the door, but it did not come to fruition. Gray wants to ask about if he has been here and helped shepherd other people along the path. Mm. You know, anybody else come here and seek refuge on their way through to the next ruin? Oh, yes. Many. Many, you say? Oh, yes, many. Uh, is there an estimate number? Oh, well, um, you're at least the... Since I've moved here, you're at least the third people on the path who making the descent that I have interacted with. Wow. God, people. Oh, yes. I, I do believe I've chosen an excellent location for my studies. Pride myself in uh, your environment, right? You, become, you are a product of your environment. You surround yourself with powerful magics, powerful people. Um, you learn so much more. Right. Do you know what's up with these, what are they called? Essence links? Essence links? Tell, what, what do you mean? These tethers between some of us on the path. Tethers? So I watched this fun video about this guy named Eddie Essence. Oh yes, I've, I've heard about that video, yes. Uh, there's this dwarf guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this elf guy. Okay. I'm, I'm with and you. They have like a uh, a little like box that'll show you the reverse of essence. Oh, the reverse of essence? No, I'm not familiar with that. No, I've, I think it's called anti-essence, Grundle. Anti? Oh, I, I I've speculated about something to that effect. I mean, you are you are different, right? There is some sort of reincarnative nature to your existence, so I suppose it makes sense that it couldn't be just essence, because I also have essence, but it it makes sense, but uh, I will say for me, it's more of a um, other side of the equation than a fact. So, I mean, I'm very interested who who showed you this or who who made this box? Who's this? Who are these people? Maybe I will be able to speak with them. Yeah, I probably will. I'll be here sooner or later. Uh, Any chance you'd be willing to give me a name? I understand if privacy is a concern, but... Oh, I mean, everybody knows the one guy. His name's Thorum. Thorum, Thorum, Thorum. Okay, yes, I believe I know of him. He's a asshole. Little bit of a oligarch, a businessman, correct? Yes. Got it. The other guy makes rocket ships. Yeah, I was gonna say, a lot of people know him. He makes awesome ships. No one knows him. They only know about his company. I don't know there's like a million of him. Well, that part, sure, nobody knows about. Hmm. A man named Maxwell. He makes the Maxwell ships. Oh, okay. Yes. There were many of him. Perhaps he is also a planeswalker. Interesting. Many of him. I, I mean, not clones, I assume. Not it that we not, knew of. Not, no, it didn't seem to be clones. Hmm. Maxwell were, was an elf, but we met the first Maxwell who was a warforged. But they say that he says he's the same person, Like, but they're just from different places. Oh, well, it's perhaps, I mean, possible. Um... What you're describing sounds to me like a point of inevitability. Are you familiar with that? No. Kind of. Okay, well, um... Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Yes, yes, Gordon, uh, Gordon Ramsay. So, you, yes, thank you. Well, I mean, it, w- it would seem that there are certain things in existence that just always happen. And if they always happen, there might be different versions of them. There might be, you know, slight variations, uh, but the timeline seems to be, you know, unscrutable to some nature where no matter what happens over a long enough period of time, you know, the, the, the Gordon Ramsay will happen. Now, it's not always going to be the Gordon Ramsay that you know, but uh, yeah, a point of inevitability would make sense. Now, granted, if you were aware of point of inevitabilities, you do have to kind of open your mind a little bit to what existing is, what existing means, right? Right. Sure, sure. So, I mean, you have met this Maxwell in person and in other different forms. However, if they are in multiple different forms, you have to kind of come to terms with the idea that uh, many of these forms would have been brought to the prime existence from a place that many would call not real, and he would use air quotes. It's like, uh, you know, people use the word simulation. I really don't like that word, but um, even artificial life doesn't really cover it. It's just a, you have to kind of accept the fact that it's all real. Everything's real, and all of it matters. 
Or I suppose you go the way of the Ender and none of it's real and none of it matters. But for me, I mean, it's all real. The spark of life has nothing to do with being born or any sort of organic process. I mean, this writes off the Warforged. This writes off, no offense, um, Grundle, but you perhaps were not born so to speak, traditionally, but you are very much aware of your existence. You're very much sentient. You're very much, quote-unquote, real. Oh, I'm as real as I come. Absolutely. I, you're one of the most real people I've ever met, brother. But... <laughs> um, so I'm assuming that you're able to open your mind to the fact that some of these words we use don't really translate into reality. Then I would postulate Maxwell is likely some sort of point of inevitability. So does that have, does those interlocking rings symbols that we saw have anything to do with that? Interlocking rings. Oh, 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 one moment. And he would start to rifle through some papers and he would throw his hand in a little bit of a somatic component and a paper would float up in the air and you would see indeed the symbol that you saw in the dreamer's tower. Is that what you're referring to? We saw it, uh, didn't we just see it recently here yeah. with no explanation? Yeah, I was trying to remember where we saw it. I mean, we did see it in the Dreamer's Tower, but I know we've seen it since we've been in exile. Yeah. This okay. crew. Where, okay. Wherever. Yeah. I know that we don't have the explanation that the Dreamers gave us because that was the other crew. But we we have seen it here. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a uh, this is my this is my creation. I, I, I drew oh, this. Oh, you must have showed it to us then. Oh. I don't. I don't recall if I did or not. But no. I mean, I drew this. Um, I do. I, I think I showed it to you yesterday. I don't. Yeah, I think you did. That's my Grant. Bad. Grant do doesn't remember. But no. I mean, I, this is essentially. You have this big circle here. You. You've done this whole explanation. That's my bad. Okay. Happy to do it again. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yep. You're right. So yes, uh, it has everything. Okay. Everything to do with it. Okay. Well, man, it's starting to make my head hurt. What about I, I, the suns? Why are the suns going out? Do you know? I mean, that is the million credit question, is it not? Yeah. I originally much. theorized that perhaps the essence was just running out. I mean, that was my going theory for a long time, was that there was just too much life. Well, we've been told that there's a door open. What does that mean? I don't, the loss, the path, the end of the path, the door's open, and it doesn't shut anymore. And that has something to do with all this. I don't get it. Like, like... Sure. Well, I mean, the metaphor of a door, what is a door? Let's think through this together. So a door usually is intended to keep things out or keep things in, right? Right. And sure. in this case, Makes it sense. was meant to keep something out and to keep essence in. Perhaps. I mean, unless there was something on the other side of the door that consumed essence, then it would be the other way. But I mean, they both have their own merit, but all we can do is hypothesize. Right. The other deities, perhaps. Do we other think they deity. may be on the other side of the door? Oh, the other deities? Like yeah. from the... Um, uh, pre I mean, Gond, right? That's a god. Sure. No. Gond is a little bit of a hermit. Um, they are a oh. unique case. I think you've seen what happens after an infinite amount of time has passed and gods consume essence to the point where they are no longer defined as a single, singular being. I believe you said you came here through heresy, did you not? Yeah, we met a drip drop of the Ever and All host. So I know it's hard to imagine. Uh, we say words like infinite, we say words like timeless, and they're hard to really wrap your brain around. I mean, have you thought about infinite time very long? I mean, it's, it's, it's just incredible, a concept, but if you imagine these... I told you about the fundamental plane. Yes. Yes. I told you that there, there just cannot exist a place where a toddler has the power of true resurrection. Cannot exist a place where a infant can use the wish spell. It just can't exist. It can't happen. It, it, nothing can exist if everything can exist. There was too much. Yeah, so, I mean, the gods, over this infinite period of time, this place where time, and he points to the Burning Man, time has left that place. That is the god of time. And the end of consumption is that. The Ever and All host are all of the gods. They are all of the farmers. They are everything. They are the singularity. What does this mean for us? Well, uh, 
You're the one on the path. I mean, I, the meaning has to come from you. I mean, that is the ultimate question. What are you doing and why are you doing it? Hey, brother, I'm just living my life one quarter mile at a time, okay? And I'm not on this so-called path. I'm a bystander, unfortunately. Why are you here, then? We kind of kidnapped him, and he doesn't really have a choice. What a strange journey to undertake. I mean, what? I, I'm here to learn. Are you here for scholarly reasons? I would call it that, yes. So what does it mean? Why? That's what you have been asked on this path repeatedly, as I understand it. Um, I am a scholar. I seek learning. I seek answers. But I'm not much of a philosopher. I, I can't really answer that question. Huh. Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. My friends seem to think that if we keep going this way, we're going to stop the suns from dying. I mean, it's a fair theory. And had you asked me years and years and years ago, I might have seen that as a possibility. However, uh, you are the third party to come through here that I've met to have the same stated purpose. And to my knowledge, the suns are still going out. Yeah. Do you know how many more of these places there are after this? How many more places? Hey, uh, waypoints? No, I do not know that. Hmm. I got a question. I don't know if they would have told you, or if you know, but we keep getting told that it wasn't meant for us. Like, hmm. the lost nerds, they've told me a bunch of times the path wasn't meant for me. Sure. Like, that we didn't enter, right? We're not supposed to do it. We should just stop. Well... You know why? He would, uh, look thoughtfully and seem to be kind of focused, fold his fingers in front of him. I mean, I don't know, but... It could have something to do with this door that you're discussing, right? Yeah. Perhaps the cycle wasn't meant to continue? I, I don't know. Huh. All right. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but on our trip here, we did talk about this a little bit, and so I have a rudimentary understanding of it. You're saying that we need power to survive the convergence, but the convergence already happened. The conver convergence is the door? I do know that the convergence is a duality. It is a moment in time and a moment in space. Yes. So I believe in this context, having power to survive the convergence would simply mean power to survive visiting the point in space at which the convergence is. You are correct that the event has already occurred. Would it be possible to reignite the event? Is that perhaps why people have gone down the path and not reset? because it would reset their entire existence. I mean, I suppose it poses more questions than answers, but I don't have any refutation for that. I guess why? Did anybody visit on their way back out of the temple? No. We know some people on the path. Really? Yeah, they all suck. I met some fine people on their way. I will say I've met some people I didn't care for also, but all three of your groups that I've met had some people with some very redeeming qualities. Seems like all the shitty ones survived. Uh, I mean, doesn't that just seem like that's the way it goes, though? You're not wrong. Can you tell us more about them? I mean, <clears throat> he he looks down and he's like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Would you want me to tell people who followed all about you? No. I don't mind. I don't care. I'm gonna tell them I'll beat their ass. I just worry about my reputation. I worry about the confidence which you have bestowed in me telling me your story. It feels a little odd to betray that confidence. I suppose I could answer some surface level questions without feeling too much tug from my conscience. What do you want to know, I guess? I don't care. One in a weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's going to go... Very solidly in the guilty conscience column no, for yeah. me. Sure, yeah. yeah. If anyone ever asks about me, you can tell them I was a badass. And then I'll <laughs> fuck them up if they ever come to me. I mean, in real life. There is one thing. Roll an insight check, uh, Gray. Uh, okay. That is a nat one. <laughs> damn. God damn it. <laughs> is it too late to use my inspiration? I don't know the results. I don't think either. I, seeing both roles, I don't think either would really clue you in on anything. <sighs> but uh, yeah, he just 
you know, anything basic I could perhaps accommodate, but I wouldn't want to betray any of their trust any more than I'd want to betray your trust. And I hope you respect that. I'm sorry that it's not the answer you're looking for. I get it. Here's a more difficult question, I'm afraid. What do you do with their clones? Pardon? Huh? He has offered to clone us to get past this point in the trial. Therefore, Uh... I'm assuming you have other clones of them. I thought you just killed them like Nivitz does. That is a great question that I didn't think about. Just give me one moment. (laughs) Wow. Is that not what you do to clones? thought you just killed them. I mean, I do it so that they don't die the normal way, which is very horrific. Cloned meat is a standard thing in grocery stores. I've been sitting here thinking since last session, like, oh my god, like, he clones these people, and then they go, and what's he do with the clones? That's what's in the room! It's a room of clones, man! It's It's not a room of clones. (laughs) Bastard! (laughs) It is now! (laughs) Okay, so... Yeah, that would be fucking it is creep. I don't want Phineas to be weird, though. Um, he just has a clone of Zoros in the back room. Get him! <laughs> well, I mean, so... <laughs> no one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> that, um... So, essentially, what I have... A service that I have provided to the last adventuring party, um, knowing how powerful the Tiamat Collective is... I offered to clone them and protect their prime bodies while their clones went and sought passage down. If they achieved that passage, their selves are what were descended. As far as what happens to their clones, I would say if they fail, they are destroyed by the Tiamat Collective. If they have succeeded, I guess I didn't think about it, but they'd still be out there wandering around, wouldn't they? Probably got eaten. I suppose that would require some sort of luck check. <laughs> Jeez. Right now? What about our stuff? Your stuff? Yeah, if we went and talked to Tiamat and died. Mm-hmm. What about our stuff? Well, your stuff would remain on yourself, on your person here. Oh. All right, so then we do gotta come back. No, well, we stay. No, if, you, if you're granted real... passage, your real selves are what to send, not your clothes. Yeah, man, we don't go. They go. We stay here. So your I clones think go s- seek passage, and if it, the passage is granted, you, yourselves will be gone and will never speak again. But we seek passage basically naked, right? No. I am so confused. How do we trade <laughs> off our <laughs> items with our okay, clones? Okay, so our, so our, our clones have duplicate gear as us? Is what you're saying? No, this is you're overcomplicating all of this. <laughs> I will clone you yeah. right now. Your yeah. clone will basically be a remote control. You will go. You will seek passage. And then if it is granted, your true selves will descend. Your true selves and all of your things will stay here under my care while you remote control your clones through the Tiamat Collective. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to do this. Uh, the uh, no, 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 I'm following. I just... Okay. So then, yeah, so then our no. clones just kind of are there. Hold... What did you say about Neuronethamir? Oh, he was very adamant that he did not want cloned. Was he alone as he came down? He looks down and says, um, yes, yes. And you can roll insight. It's a 22. You asking that question, you see something kind of like, um, flash before his eyes. This intense sadness. Well, I mean, he wasn't completely alone. It was him and one other. But I know that he... I just experienced a very terrible loss. The forging of the bracer and the sword and the locket. He nods his head. So they were five. By the time he got to me, they were two. Was the other one a goblin? A goblin? No. No. He was massive. A, a Goliath. He was a massive fellow. One of the strongest beings I've ever seen, honestly. I mean, I didn't arm wrestle him, but... Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Grendel, I don't remember ever coming down here. <laughs> Do you remember his name? Because I'm very curious. Neuronethamir? No, his friend, the Goliath. Yes, um, his name was Eldoroth. Hmm. You can see some guilt starting to well up as he's giving you, like, kind of more and more information. Hey, so what's up with violence? Oliver tries to kind of shift the conversation as he sees that. Um, the 
in general or <laughs> the layer of exile? <laughs> like the layer of exile. We keep being told that it's gone like fair. I mean, it's violence. I can kind of assume what it's like there normally, but people keep saying it's gone like full feral. Why are the other levels not feral and violence is? A feral is literally the opposite of the word I would use. Violence was a very feral place. Oh. Right now, they are organized. And they're leaving. They're leaving. Not ascending. Leaving. Why? Uh, As far as I know, at the behest of the usurper. He has organized them into an army. I told you, he was cursed to break the skull until there was nothing left. Until he had killed all life, killed all hope across the universe. It is his paradox. And he has organized, as I understand it, he has organized an army that captured some sort of multidimensional being and somehow it is allowing them to plane shift in a way that requires some of my most magical power. They're doing it in mass. Holy shit, that's why. That's how they're getting the... That's how they're getting the Saki. Yeah, that makes sense now. So it's all demons from violence? I mean, you say that like that's a small number. No, no, I, I didn't mean that. I just, I don't know what I the thought. The usurper is chained at the skull, and he is the general of a full-scale invasion of the universe. And he's trying to end it all. As I understand it, that's the only way he can be free. Right. That's why the stupid enders are following it. He nods his head. He said, well, I mean, you seem to be taking it fairly well, but I mean, confronted with the idea that everything is real, staring into that infinite abyss of everything is almost more overwhelming than staring into the face of nothing. I mean, these individuals have experienced the despair of both everything and nothing mattering simultaneously, and that abyss has stared back into them. I'm not saying it's a reasonable way to act, but despair is a... I understand. I understand the hopelessness. Well, I've already betrayed myself a little here. I think I'm going to regret this, but follow me. Okay. And he turns around and he uh, conjures a little magical key out of space and uh, unlocks the door that was locked under the stairway. Oh, snap. And he he takes a deep breath and he just says, I am about to show you one of my greatest failures. I'm not proud of it and I don't know what it means, but I just have this intuition that you might need to know this. And he um, leads you down. It looks like there is a basement to this mansion. And you go down the stairs into what is another study. And there are four pedestals, each with a very, very large, uh, like almost oversized book inside of a locked glass case. Uh, There are three of them. One of the glass cases is shattered. There, um, it looks like it hasn't been touched. There, whatever lock was around it is on the ground. There's shattered glass everywhere. That pedestal is empty. And he says, these are, these are my life's work. This is the most powerful magics I know from many different planes. This is, this is what's going to outlast me. This is the knowledge that I will pass on to whatever's next. The people who were here before you last, you mentioned the goblin. He stole one of these from me. Yeah, we've seen it. And he points to one of the pedestals and he says, I believed it was necessary to document the demons, the forces of destruction. I believe that for some reason they've been either exiled to here, that they seek to consume, that they're from the fundamental plane. I believe that the way that this knowledge can both be perfect and survive me and not be changed by the powerful, by the rich, by whomever wants to translate it, I... And he takes a deep breath. It's like, I gave them life. I gave them existence. I gave them sentience. And the one book where that I documented destruction and demons and the magics of exile lost sight of what it was. It believes it is a ancient, powerful demon. And the one who came before you took this from me. And I hate to admit this, but the magics inside that book are devastating. Yeah. Yeah, they are. He, he, you can tell like his shame is real. He's not making excuses. Like he just looks down and he's like, I thought I was doing the right thing. We hear that a lot lately. To be fair, I mean, it's a, it was well protected, <laughs> locked up tight. I don't understand how that little bastard got down here. 
I don't understand how he got the book. I don't understand how he got away with it. Yeah, I hate that guy too. I'm gonna smash him. The real piece of shit. If we're able to get the book back in our possession, we'll bring it here. We are. He's taking pages out of it. We're already collecting them again. It's... The book took Nivitz's nipples. I... In my ear. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, but I... <laughs> Nivitz li- opens his shirt and shows what it means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you're being literal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it took... It, it takes stuff off of him. It takes. For stuff, <laughs> like, in return. He's made a deal with it on accident. We may have peer pressured him. I... I didn't want the magics to be lost to time. I didn't want them to be abused, and I did exactly that. The magics inside that book drove its sentience mad. It is insane, and I'm sorry. What of the other books? Are they also sentient? They are. Could they be used to help bind the other book? He, like, takes a step back, and he's like, I, 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 I mean, I can Intentionally, I mean, these are very powerful magics. No. I'm a pretty powerful guy. We're, we're talking about uh, information lost to time. We're talking about entire civilizations, entire universes. We're talking about farmers and time itself. This, this. And he, he shows you one of the books, which is blue and has silver lining on it. It's got rounded corners instead of kind of like the sharp corners. He's like, this is my, this is the Chrononomicon. This is... This contains, to my knowledge, literally time and space. This is the the magics that the my ability to plane shift only touches the surface of. I mean, what you could do with this is akin to what the time itself did to you, did to the universe. I would have to protect these with my life. I know I can't. I know I can't give them to you. If we get the book, is it destroyable? He tilts his head back and forth and he's like maybe but it the magics in that book don't follow the rules we've noticed that there's a there's a very powerful magic from the fundamental plane it's we call it the wish spell it can literally reshape the fabric of reality go on i'm just saying can the book be destroyed maybe but the book itself can literally reshape the fabric of reality what's to stop it from just teleporting away. I mean, I don't even honestly understand how that little goblin is keeping track of it unless he tricked it somehow. I don't know. It seems pretty upset from what Nivet says. It's not happy. Hmm. It also seems to follow the rules of demons. How do you mean? Makes deals. Contracts. Deals. He nods his head and he's like, well, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, what the contents of that book is... Demons, exile, the otherworldly magics that time, the Burning Man, has trapped here. I mean, it would make sense that it would follow those rules because it's very core to its existence. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well. Why does the Burning Man allow all of this? He looks at you and he says, all of what? All of this suffering. He just kind of shakes his head and he said, However much I agree or disagree with time's methods, I mean, the freedom that he provides has always been a part of his nature. I mean, even Gemdegron was able to escape uh, his greatest nemesis. Uh, there was a, a loss who betrayed him, and even he did not kill him. He trapped him. I think you probably ran into him. Did you meet a being named Adam? Wait, yeah, Grundle did. I met that guy. I mean, as far as I understand it, uh, Adam betrayed him. And now he's trapped on the path. And he tries to talk people into freeing him while they're on their journey. Uh, He's he's free. Really? Yeah, we did that. I'm glad I didn't say the next sentence, which was, well, obviously no one would ever do that. But that's... We were pretty screwed. He shakes his head. He's just like, "I, I don't... I don't know. I mean, I guess I would just say philosophically the freedom to live comes with the freedom to commit atrocity. However terrible that sounds, I mean Sounds great. <laughs> he would not be much of a god if he I just, yeah. Punished I, people. I think Oliver just almost says under his breath he just goes, live how you wanted to live. 
die how you want to die. He, he shrugs. Now that being said, he has a penchant for punishment. Adam being trapped on the path. Exile. The usurper. Jemdegron. Time is a vengeful god. You also have to look at it, Grey. Something to think about is you're looking at a drop of time in what is an ocean to this being. I mean, he is time. He is from the fundamental plane. This might just not be, compared to where he came from, just might not be all that important. I, I'm not trying to downplay your experiences. I'm just pointing out. But that is countered by the point that he does seem to take very specific interest in you. So maybe disregard that. Just theorizing. I guess we'll see. So what do we do now? We're making clones. We got to keep moving. Well, that's up to you. What do you guys think? It seems like the way forward. Are you sure you have no moral issues with making real, per se? Could you repeat that? I'm referencing the fact that he said, like, everything's real. He's Mm -hmm. making clones Mm -hmm. in order to know that they will be killed. It seems like a moral thing on his end. So I think this is for this is using the clone spell, which is more of like mind jar. It's more of a projection. He's not creating a second sentient being. He's giving you, yeah, he's giving you a body to remote control so that you don't die. Okay. It's not a clone like Nivet's clone. It's a clone like the clone spell. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Granted, if there was ever a clone who was, you know, sentient and could make their own decisions and was aware of their existence and could describe what it was to exist, and they told me they were real, of course, no, I would never hurt that. That would be incredibly evil. Yeah, we've killed like thousands. He cocks his head at you. Unfortunate. A lot of this little guy. If we could take this upstairs. Um, so there are five of you. Um, I, I'm not going to mark this up. I just need you to at least cover my costs if if this is the path you'd like to take I think the bird man needs to fucking stay here that makes sense I'm happy to I'm happy to accommodate your friend you will have to come back here before you leave though because he can't plane shift yeah he's real sick I will nurse him back to health cool Hardis do you know what to do <laughs> um <laughs> So that you guys know, the clone spell takes a total of 3,000 gold pieces per person. Oh, we got money. But I like money. Okay. Oh, where's my sticker? Is that all the win? Pay the man. Just to cover my costs. Gray, pay the man. <laughs> you answer messages, you also pay the man. Since Tyler's not here. Uh, Gray doesn't have access to your bank account. What about all those slot money? How much slot money do we get? I, I do suppose we do have lots of slot money. Give him that slot money. So that's minus that literally... fifteen thousand money. It's twenty-seven thousand. Yeah, it's a lot. Holy shit! Oh, yeah. Twenty-seven thousand. Gray, minus, pay the man. Minus fifteen. We have twelve thousand left. Yeah, you like drop a sack of gold. Other oh, credits. No, no. We have fifteen thousand. We're only spending twelve thousand. No, it's actual gold. Slots drop gold. Yeah, they drop, like, golden coins, like video games. Yes. Oh, we're only spending 12000 because there's not five of us because he's staying here. So, yeah, we have 15000 left. Mamma mia! <laughs> well, hey, why the cricket? this is great. Now you can fail twice and still be alive. You get, like, an extra great. try. You have so much money. Love it. Even if we succeed... We can then say on uh, something stupid or try and fight it for fun. I would highly recommend you. To, I mean, if you want to fight it as clones, that's fine. I would do it after you get granted passage, though, because if I pay three thousand dollars for an extra life, I'm using the extra life. <laughs> uh, I respect your drive. What's the best way to die? Um, of old age. Boo. Will that work? Heart attack during sex. I don't know what you're asking me. (laughs) Can I pilot my clone around for my entire life and then die of old age and then you bring me back? Yes. Sweet. But you can't can't inhabit both your real body and your clone body at the same time. But I can still have all my stuff. Yes. What's the difference? I just, you wouldn't be able to do anything else while you were doing that. What else would I do? 
I don't know. You're like an adventurer. You're on a journey. You're you're literally in hell. Why are you asking me what you would do? Fire dragon. All right. So, would you like the clones? I guess is my question. Yeah. Yeah. Give us the clones, man. Okay. Well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, your uh, wizard friend is going to need more time to copy the spell into his book. So, might I recommend you stay another day? Otherwise, you're going to assume that you have 14 free hours on war or exploitation or extinction, all of which are unlikely. Makes a good point. I would like some time to copy this spell into my book. Okay. Um, Yeah, if you're all agreeable to his um, uh, advice there, then... Uh, you all have the day to spend as you please. Um, I think you'd probably whip out some like card games and board games, and he'd continue to entertain and lots of snacks and sing songs to you and all that, and just try to be as good of a host as he could. Uh, anything specific you guys want to do other than I know Nivitz is going to be copying that spell in his book for literally fourteen hours. I want to ask him about the third book. Like one is. Demons in Exile, the other one is Time and Space. What is the third one? Or was the third one Space? No, so there's four books, one is missing. Four books, one's missing, okay. So um, there's the, the the books that he has written, and he wouldn't take you back down there unless you really pushed him on it, but he would describe to you these books that he has written where he has pulled magic from all of these different planes of existence and lost and demons and um, his just life as a planeswalker, you would start to get the idea that he's been alive for a very long time and essentially stays alive because he kind of travels outside of any one specific place's, you know, time space. The books that he has written are the uh, Chrononomicon, which is time and planes and the creation and destruction cycle of essence. He has written the Quinta Essentia Wheel, which is essentially... So if the Chrononomicon is time and change, the Quinta Quinta Essentia Wheel is creation and destruction. And he has written the Tome of the Damned, which is essentially like the Necronomicon. It is is life and death. It is undeath. It is liches. uh, It is those two forces with the fifth being the story of destruction and the story of demons and consumption and that type of thing. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I would probably try to, like, not charm spell him, but charm him in some ways because of my interest in these kind of books and these magics and try to get him to, I don't know, share some of that knowledge a little bit. You know, like... Even if it's fruitless, you know, just sure. try to get something. Yeah, I would say this is going to be, like, pretty incredibly high check because of both these being, like, his most protected and mm-hmm. most precious items and also Zoros has just burned him. Yeah. But, like, if you if you crit on it, I think he might be... If you can crit on a persuasion check, I think he might show you or go a little bit further. Oh, one off. One off from, from a crit. That's a 25. Damn. I had a six modifier. I was so close. Yeah, I think he, like, seems like he wants to, like, share his work and tell you more. And, like, might even start to kind of, like, fiddle with the key a little bit. Like, roll it around in his hand. And then just have some sort of, like, memory passes at the last second. And he shakes his head. And um, just goes back to kind of talking about them. Even though you can see he really, like, wants to show you and wants to share more. But... Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Well, it was worth a try. Oh, yeah. I was fucking close. Anything else today from uh, Grundle or Oliver? Nope. I think Oliver's just resting and preparing to keep moving. All right. Really got to decompress from all that information. (laughs) Grundle? Uh... What's for dinner? I figured I'd just eat the food that this mansion makes. Oh, okay. No, no, no grundle snacks tonight? So, yeah, the day goes by. 
it's it's pleasant and relaxing as relaxed as you can be in hell i guess but um the next day uh after you guys wake up he gets about the process of cloning you and uh he has these four they look almost like a uh, cryonics pod he has these four glass pods that you all lay down in he casts this spell and then before you know it you are you blink and you're staring at yourself your own body in these pods uh, and you feel like yourself and you feel alive but your tra- your consciousness has been transferred into these clones and he would essentially explain the way to the Tiamat collective so that you'd be able to find it Thanks. all right this is weird yeah it is a little strange wait so okay what happens if I kill myself? Then you would wake up in the pod. Or what you're meaning if you killed your sleeping self? Yeah. Oh, you would both die. So don't do it. <laughs> yes. Don't. Yes, don't. All right. You had a you had a question, Oliver? No. I I think I got it. Okay. Well, um, I, I just want to give you some prep here. So this is the Tiamat Collective. This is greed, right? I maybe maybe have lost sight of the fact that you're on greed the, uh, since everything's been hopefully rather pleasant. I hope has the state been okay? I guess I, did, I should. Uh, do you have any suggestions? Any is the was the menu okay? Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was fine. Fine. Beds were comfortable. Okay. Yeah, it was fine. Okay. More video games. More video games. Okay. All right, um, well, I, I definitely will try to improve the fine to a five-star experience for the next party. Thank you for being honest with me, though. I appreciate that. Maybe movies. Movies? Okay. Like scrying? That'd be cool. I know some scrying. I can actually watch anything, anywhere, anywhere wait. in the world whenever I want to. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah? That's cool. What can we see right now? Whatever you want, I can scry. Scrying. What would be something cool to see? I don't know. Do you have any loved ones that you would like to check up on? Do you have any any enemies you'd like to spy on? Do you have any... Yeah, we do. We got friends that are on another mission. The ones we're connected to on the path. Okay. They're going somewhere else. You could show us them. I mean, you're being a little vague. I'd probably need more specific. This guy named Carl. This guy named Jalwin. Do you have anything that they might have, any of them might have touched or maybe one of their possessions? Do you have anything, anything like that that I might be able to use for this spell? No. Um. I mean, does, does, uh, fucking Oliver's arms count as objects that have been touched by? Both that's what Billy I was and say. Carl have worked on my arms, I guess. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, they, that, they, that should work. They, they work on me all the time. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that should work. Um, so, let's see here. I've heard of the target, and we'll count this as, like, a possession or garment. Well, he's working working through everything. It's like, yeah, I, okay, yeah, I think I could scry. Which do you, which do you prefer? You said two of, two of, two people have worked on the, uh, the arms. Carl, Carl, I want to see Carl. Okay. Um. And that's where we're going to leave it. <laughs> I mean, that really is, honestly. God damn it. Honestly, This is what I thought you were going to say. I was trying to beat you to the punch. That is honestly where we're going to leave it. Um, Phineas would get his literal crystal ball, and he would start to prepare for this spell. It does take 10 minutes to cast. And he, he would start working on this, and... I do think that this is honestly the best possible place to end the episode. I shot myself in the foot with that one. Well, I was already thinking through it because I have not going to say what I was about to say. I Go ahead. Go ahead. No. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to The Homebrew. We are so happy that you guys are along the ride for us. One last final, final cliffhanger before we know what happened to the rest of the crew. Maybe... If you guys could do me a favor and go check out our website, it's thehomebrewpodcast.com. And that has links to everything that you need to find about the show. You can hop on our Discord, which is where a lot of the cool stuff happens. It's where we are able to kind of interact with the fans. We can answer questions. 
um, all sorts of stuff like that. The other stuff on the website is our Patreon, or you can just go to patreon.com slash the homebrew, and you can support the show for as little as $2 a month. That gives us the ability to publish this and our other shows weekly and do all sorts of cool stuff. There's ways to get merch there. There's ways to get your name in the show, put items in the show, NPCs in the show, all sorts of fun stuff. So please check that out. Again, that's thehomebrewpodcast.com. And we'll see you all next week for episode 79 of The Homebrew. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the homebrew wall of fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, Rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad, Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to the last guppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the cat burger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. Check out Austin's project at foldsofhonor.org. And Timon King. Previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio, who hacked their location and joined the crew. I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock golem formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip, a tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. And Brendan Baker, a simple slaughterer for beef. I'm sure Mr. Goy would approve. There's been another sighting of ghostly Bigfoot, Grundle's long-lost friend and fellow abomination. Gotta be more careful, big guy, or they're gonna find you one of these days. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash thehomebrew, and we'll see you next week.